This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. ที่ทุกคนต้องดิ้นรอที่ทรัพย์สมรองลมจนใจนั้นแสนเหนื่อยในโลกที่ความทุกข์ท้อใจได้เดินผ่านเข้ามาเรื่อยๆจนบางครั
12 p.m. and you are listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. Kia everyone, my name is Arina Aiza and I'm the Community Connector here at Otago Access Radio and you are here for another live Connecting Cultures Features show. So the show is about multicultural people of Dunedin um, and today we have Patty Klimpivul, my good friend, um, and we'll be talking about all the things she's learned this year, because the last time we talked um, on radio was on the Arunelti, which is a year ago. So this is really exciting to have Patty with us. Kiara, Patty. Um, hi, Swatika. Thanks, Q, for having me. Thank you for being here again. I can't believe it's been a year. I know, right? <laughs> Time sometimes flies, but then there's also moments where it's like all a blur. Yeah. Um. So it's December, and I I feel like. It's too fast, you know? Like, 2021 was, like... Um, I probably haven't even processed 2020 yet. But, Same. like, yeah, it's now 2022 almost. So it's really crazy. Mm. I think ever since, you know, like, the pandemic began, it's, like, one big, long week. Yeah. <laughs> that never ends. <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy to think about that. Um, so would you mind introducing yourself to our listeners who might not know you yet? Um, I guess, like, I like to say, like, I'm Patty, and like you, I'm a student of life with a story to tell. I, um, I'm also originally from Thailand, but I grew up partly abroad in Malaysia and Egypt, and now I'm, well, I was studying in New Zealand, and perhaps we'll continue studying, but we'll see. Mm. And what are you currently doing now? So the course I did this year is, um, like, the Bachelor of Design Honors, so it's the one-year honors course that you can take, like, optionally. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you've lived a rich life um, traveling around places, and I know that you call yourself a third culture kid. Can you explain what that means? So um, there's various definitions to the term, but like one interpretation of it is that like third culture kids are um, individuals who, as a child, so they may not necessarily still be kids, but when um, during their de- developmental years, they moved um, abroad to, and uh, the third culture. T- describes a culture between cultures that um, is like made up of the shared commonalities of those with an internationally mobile lifestyle and like the term was first coined in the 1950s and mm-hmm. I only know this because I research as part of my course you know? <laughs> yeah and it's, it's like a really good definition as well um, thank you for sharing that and I think um, the reason why we are good friends as well is because we share that common um, experience of being somewhere that's not the country you were born in mm-hmm. and trying to adapt in a different culture. Um, 
Yes. So let's talk about 2021. So many things happened. I remember the last time we talked, you were probably still, you were graduating. Yes. Yep. So it was my postponed graduation. Like last year um, or the past three years, I'd um, been doing um Bachelor of Culinary Arts, which is also called like food design. So that hence I'm doing um, my honors year in design now. But yeah, so my graduation was supposed to be in March of this year. So March 2021, but it was postponed to, I believe, July. That was when. <laughs> um, so I, I'm very grateful that although like, you know, my parents could come that, I, you know, my, my family away from home, like uh, my friends were able to support me and we had a graduation dinner and that was fun Mm, it was so nice i felt like that was that was before the second lockdown right yes yeah so it was like the biggest gathering i've had before the second lockdown so i was most social at your graduation dinner which is really nice because um like all our friends our mutual friends they all they're all like international and we yeah. all like have so much similar similarities and differences at the same time which is so special mm. Mm. and it's nice because some people didn't know each other so it's nice to have um, a larger group gathering too even though like small intimate gatherings have their own advantages but it was nice to also have a larger one for yeah. a change mm-hmm. yeah um so let's talk a bit about your studies because you mentioned that you did uh, food design and then you went to design why are you passionate about that so um i don't remember if we discussed this in the originality earlier but oh with, with food design like for me i found out that um yes with certain dishes i could make them after months of practice and whereas some of my classmates are more of like they can think more quickly on the spot and and whip up some amazing dishes right there but I need time to practice which um, like isn't probably best suit for the hospitality industry I knew I was more passionate about design and I see design as storytelling so back when I was doing food it was storytelling to f- through food and then the thought um, desire to continue on with honors in design is to perhaps focus on research and also engage in more storytelling and with the hope that Um, maybe I would one day return to teach design too that was one of um, my goals and so yeah so that from from food design I decided to do this quote-unquote research degree yep Mm -hmm. Mm. you mentioned about storytelling what kind of stories do you share like I think it's um, well I I like to consume stories so I like to watch movies or even like songs and whatnot and uh, I don't read that much but I listen to some audiobooks and uh, those are all nice but sometimes the most um, interesting stories are th- of those of people closest to you sometimes we just go through life saying hi how are you and you know skimming across the surface without really knowing who we're with and the life stories and so those are the stories I'm most interested in because behind every person, behind every answer, there's often a story behind that. Mm. And talking about that, you also have your own podcast. And um, we'll talk more about that later. But I think that you are in the right path of, you know, the things that you want to do. Mm. Um, getting stories from other people and sharing that with people. I think that's very special. Ah, uh, thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so besides that, what are the other things you've done this year? 
um, like, do you want me to like lead up to how I ended up with the podcast project? Yeah. So I guess I had um, initially, so my final project in my culinary arts course, so some people did like fine dining, some people did food trucks, and I actually ended up making a video series about my course because um, other than design, I'm passionate about education. And I think one con is that sometimes there's only so much that we can learn from re- looking at brochures, booklets, or reading through um, online websites about the course. You might not know what the course may teach you, but you don't know the true culture of the course or the people teaching you and like who they are as individuals, not just, oh, where did they receive their qualification from? So um, as part of my final year project um, last year, I interviewed uh, students and teachers in the Bachelor of Culinary Arts at Otago Polytechnic. And so for them to share, you know, their journeys in the course and um, for the teachers, their journeys developing the course since it's a relatively new program. And I thought, okay, for honors, I wanted to stem from that. And I wanted to now interview teachers from various faculties at Otago Polytechnic. And it wouldn't be like, you know, interviewing them about academics, like, okay, no, what papers do you need to get into the degree? It would be more of like, you know, how did you get to where you are? What were your struggles? Because when people share their vulnerabilities, you know, it makes them more human and more approachable too, especially like staff but um through discussion like not that I don't like that idea I think that's probably one of the ideas I love most but um through discussing with my supervisor and other people we decided oh why not I take the first step in sharing my story first and actually one of my initial ideas as someone who enjoys watching movies I wanted to like not necessarily write a whole screenplay or maybe write a script treatment because I like movies and that would be about my own story but of course, like um, considering that um, honors year is just one year, there wouldn't be enough time for me to delve into doing that. So after playing around with storyboarding and decided, okay, um, podcasting is something more realistic. And a big part of my own story, of course, is as mentioned, is growing up as a third culture kid. And that's why I decided, oh, with the medium of podcasting, I would not only get to share my own story, but I get would get to interview um, other third culture kids, too. And the thing with the term is, of course, it's nice to have a term that you can look up. So you can look for resources and, say, counselors who specialize, you know, in third culture kids. But um, what I found out through developing my project is that some people... Um, treat terms as more gatekeepers and it's like oh who fits the criteria and who doesn't and um, even in the books and research that I read regarding the term third culture kids or you know terms in general we sometimes take labels and don't appreciate the nuances and I think it's not so much to say there's um, something wrong with those people but it's that culture and society that we talk really just take things at surface value or even myself too sometimes they you know we see headlines but we never read the news article and it's it's one of those things where okay um so the term third culture kid is nice but um actually there was a newer term coined in 2002 called like cross-cultural kids so third culture kid is a type of cross-cultural kid cross-cultural kids can include like the children of immigrants and um you know uh maybe those who didn't even go abroad but they attended like a school that taught a language different than the one they use at home. And that also has, you know, like many shared experiences. So, you know, one um, comment for me to think about if I were to continue with my podcast series or make another one is like maybe use the term cross-cultural kid or maybe not even use terms so that we can appreciate um, the stories more so than, okay, this is the term, this is the definition, this is what everything is about, yeah. Mm, mm-hmm. That's very interesting. I love that you mentioned about cross-cultural kid because that would fit me more than mm-hmm. third culture kid. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I understand what you mean by like labels. Um, you know, sometimes it it's there's something nice about being understood in a with a word, mm-hmm. but also it restricts you in a way as well. So I really appreciate that you mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and how's the podcast going so far? So actually, like in a way, well, even though I've not explicitly said it's a mini series, because I've made it in the as part of my course, um, it, it like I've only recorded five episodes, you know, as part of um. So I've already released all five, and now it's more of dependent on what I do next year, whether I continue or not. But regardless of whether I do continue with podcasting, I know for sure I'd like to have these kind of conversations. So it may involve like me coming on to other people's podcasts, yep. like in this case, even if I don't continue my own. But it was nice to really dabble with that and appreciate the work behind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can you share us some things that you learned from your podcast? Mm-hmm. So, like, obviously, every individual has different answers. So, we, um, my podcast featured like six TCK voices, and so one of myself, and then uh, my other guests include uh, Anessa, Sophia, Maria, Sari, and Ayumi. And um, if you'd like to know more about them, I recommend that you listen to my podcast, which is called Our Way Home, a TCK podcast. But um, one of the things I learned is that for some people, uh, because they grew up moving a lot, they no longer want to move or they want to settle down for a change whereas other people it's like they have the travel bug and they want to continue moving and another thing I learned and this is also through research as well as my interviews is that um, a lot of third culture kids because we grow up in like um, quite elite expatriate communities where most of the adults we look up to do have um, tertiary qualifications sometimes it's um, that once uh, third culture kids have to make the decision of what to do after secondary school, even though it's like a choice, they don't really have a choice. And it's like, oh, you can only do higher education. And for some, it's even more intense. It's not just higher education, but the most prestigious universities you can get into. And even though all five of my interview guests, they pursued higher education, I appreciated hearing that um, they also appreciate those of different pathways and this gives me hope is like, say, for future generations that when we give advice, it will be quite different than perhaps those before us. Not that they intentionally wanted to, you know, pigeonhole us into one path. But it's like, you know, when you grow up in a community where everyone is very well educated, sometimes you forget that education doesn't just mean getting a qualification. But yeah. there are many forms of education. That is actually really beautiful. Um, how I think about it is that because we experience that and we think that um, education isn't everything, even though that was what our parents taught us, the pathway that we should go to. It's not something that we will push on our children and for the younger generation. Um, so, yeah, I think um, that's very special that it opens up one's mind that there are so many other possibilities of pathways other than higher education. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, wow, so you learned so much from the podcast, and I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us how people can find the podcast? So um, if you go to uh, www.anchor.fm forward slash Our Way Home TCK podcast, or if you, I hope if you search Our Way Home TCK podcast on Google, it would show up. But the a link I just provided from there... For example, if you prefer listening on Spotify or Google Podcasts, you can click links from the anchor.fm page. Yeah. Mm, thank you so much, Patty. Thank you. Um, so let's go on a song break. And mm-hmm. you did bring 
a few songs with us. Um, we played a song in the beginning. Can you tell us a bit about that song? Um, yes. Yeah, so the song, like the title of it in Thai is Shandi Jai Timita, which um, translates in English to I'm Glad to Have You. And it's by a boy go see a poem, or I hope I'm saying his name correctly, <laughs> since mm. I'm actually more fluent in English than Thai. But yeah, let's hope that's went well. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyways, uh, for for that song, um, I like the lyrics. The, the lyrics to it but for me it's more of sometimes I see songs as movies as bookmarks in my life so the first time I listened to this song was actually when I watched this movie in the fifth grade and the movie was based off of a book called The Happiness of Gati and Gati um, is the word for coconut milk but this in that case it's um, the name of a, the nickname of a, the protagonist the girl and it's a book that's um, originally published in Thai and although this, uh, these days I can read a little bit of Thai back in the fifth grade I could barely I couldn't read Thai at all so I read the English translation of the book but yes read the book then watched the movie and heard the song and then when Arena asked me to choose a song I decided to pick um uh, this is the original version of the song, though, not the one in the film. But for me, that's quite important. And also in the fifth grade, um, for this book, for my book report, I didn't just write an essay. I made um, my teacher introduced me to iMovie and introduced me to video editing. And so from there, like um, these days, sometimes when I'm free and not lazy, I create video poems. And that kind of like the fifth grade was where I um, started to learn how to video edit. I love how you said that songs are bookmarks from movies. You said that, right? Um, like movies and songs are like bookmarks in my life. So oh, yes. I, yeah. yeah. That is so special. Um, thinking that, you know, from those songs, you remember parts of your life, which, you know, it's from the fifth grade. That was so long ago. And you yeah. remember that. Um, and that's so special, um, yeah. especially because, um, you know, you're passionate about editing films. Mm-hmm. Um so if not for that fifth grade teacher and perhaps if not for this book, then maybe, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten into video editing. Yeah. And that, we you know, video editing that helps me with podcast editing, too. Exactly. That's so special. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, thank you for the first song. It was really peaceful. And um, we had some conversations uh, off mic before we um, had our show on. Um, what about the second song that you brought us to play today? Okay, so the second song, this one is in English, though. It's called Ordinary Miracle. It's sung by Sarah McLaughlin. And um, this is also from a movie, because as I mentioned, I like movies. Um, this is in the, I believe, 2006 version of Charlotte's Web. And of course, Charlotte's Web is um, a best-selling children's novel by E.B. White. And that bo- uh, book I read in the third grade. So that was while um, my family and I were living in Malaysia. The movie, um, w- I... Although the movie, I believe, may have been released in 2006, I watched it a couple years later when I was living in Egypt. So then there's like the memory associated with Malaysia, even though it's not a Malaysian song, but it was my time being in Malaysia and then in Egypt. And then now I'm cementing that memory of like, you know, talking about it in New Zealand, too. That is so crazy. (laughs) Um, Yep. So we'll be right back after the song break. It's not that unusual when everything is beautiful. It's just another ordinary miracle today. The sky knows when it's time to snow. Don't need to teach a seed to grow. 
Back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina, and you're listening to Connecting Cultures Features, and I'm here with Patty. Hi. <laughs> uh, thank you for the song, and I love how you associate memories with songs. And um, when you talk about the songs, you talk about the memories that you associate it with. Mm-hmm. Um, but wh- how does this song make you feel? Oh, I just love the lyrics as well. So um, earlier before the break, I was talking very much about the memories. But yes, I'm like I like the meaning behind the songs, you know, ordinary miracle. And sometimes it's like, you know, things don't have to be extraordinary to be like miraculous. And, you know, there's beauty in everyday things. That is something that I want to have next year. <laughs> I like It's like a, what do you call that? New Year resolution. <laughs> because I think I failed at doing that this year. I wish I can be more... Let's not say frailed, maybe struggled. Yeah, struggle. Okay, there's no failing. Um, I feel like um, what I want to have is like being present in the moment, just being happy with the small things in life. Um, and similar to what you said, um, things don't have to be like a big miracle for it to be a miracle. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a really good song mm-hmm. for us to play. I thank you, yeah. And thank you to the songwriters and singer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping that we can talk about mental health and well-being because that is always a good conversation, you know, to have yeah. anytime. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'll just ask, um, how are you doing? I guess, like... Um, Right now, it's good to catch me um, after, of course, after I've <laughs> handed in my last assignment for this year. But like with every year, I've um, there's always going to be like moments of like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. And at times it's like, I want to drop out of this course again. Or it's like, every year I face that. And um, it's not just, you know, coursework related, but especially with the world like this and a pandemic and uncertainty too. And sometimes um, there's, you know, there's. Uh, it's very nice to be an international overseas and you get to open your eyes. But there's also a lot of challenges that come with, you know, being someone with a visa. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but in terms of mental health, like you caught me on a good day, mostly mainly because <laughs> um, I finished my course or hopefully pending results. But um, if definitely if you had contacted me any time where I was really struggling, I would have said, sorry, Rena, maybe some other time. Yeah. yeah. So mental health is very much like a journey. You know, some days it's good and some days it's bad. And it's more, you know, learning how to live with it, you know, because we all have mental health, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And like tackling day um, days-to-day basis, Yeah, you know? focusing on, like, the very moment or sometimes just the very minute if a day is too yeah. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wish that was something that I had done this year. I think um, this year a lot of things were happening at the same time and I couldn't focus on, like, one thing at a time. Um, but, yeah, there's always 
time to take a step back and reevaluate the things that's actually meaningful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and how do you feel about that? Um, like, like stepping back and reva- I think well, it's nice afterwards. There, I, there was definitely some moments where I, um, for me, I guess my biggest, some of my biggest stressors come from my course because I have this great obsession of sometimes you know we're raised to like weigh ourselves against our accomplishments, and even though I try as much as I try to to convince myself that you know I'm worth more than my grades, it's something that when it's embedded so deep inside you, it's very hard to cut away. So, um, yeah, there are definitely moments where I duh. Uh, lots of crying and whatnot, but it's um, as with every year, it's all thanks to my teachers and just others in my support system too. And I think that's one of the things to remember when you see perhaps like photos or people just talking about their graduation or whatever accomplishments. Um, like, don't um, necessarily like scold yourself and say, "Oh, why can't I do this or that?" And know that like you know maybe there are they they have struggles that they may not be showing too. Or like even if the people who don't share, the people who do share, like, um, like we want to uh, showcase our happy moments on social media and whatnot. But um, everyone's human. Everyone struggles, even like to varying extents. And even say if you think that your struggles are less than others, it's like um, there are different kinds of struggles, and we don't need to. It's not a competition to see who has the worst. And it's just because if your struggles seem less than, it doesn't mean they're not valid. They're, yeah, mm, I love that, and I love that you mentioned about. Um, seeing other people's photos on social media as like something that they are only sharing at that moment. So we mm-hmm. don't know the things that happen behind the scene, mm-hmm. the sleepless nights, you know, mm-hmm. everything else that happens before they graduate. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so when you're feeling down, what are the things you do for yourself? Um, well, like, sometimes I do try to meditate, but of course, when I'm really overwhelmed, it's like, you know, I get lots of intrusive thoughts. So, like, happy songs, like, such as the ones we listen to do help. But then sometimes also acknowledge that, like, if it's a really bad moment, you just want to curl up in a ball and, you know, lie there for a while, and that's okay, too. And sometimes it's um, only something that time, only time can heal, and um, you have to accept that. So even, like, regardless of what path I take, I know, like, you know, there's with um, some of the struggles I have, there's no quote-unquote cure, but you just have to learn to live with it and know in that moment, okay, maybe it's like gloomy now, but it won't be forever. And just, you know, hang on and, and don't lose hope till the next happy moment comes. Yeah. yeah. Are there any practical things that you do? Um, like, I guess going out for a walk and whatnot is nice. Um, I like, I guess there are many ways and sometimes you want to talk to people and sometimes you don't. Uh, obviously, like in ver- the worst cases, it's almost as if you need to cry it out. Like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I do anything practical in those moments. But it's like, okay, this is a bad moment. Sometimes I just message my teachers, okay, I would like an extension or whatnot, or that, like, oh, this is, I just had another breakdown today. And um, but sometimes just letting people know that can help. But um, other, t- like, uh, also there are some instances where I see counselors and whatnot, but there's also other things where you know that it's part of you and whether it's, like, your chemical imbalances or whatnot. It's just living with it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Patty. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's always good to talk about these things, and you never know there are people who's listening today and resonate with the things we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So for the next part of our show, let's talk about poetry. 
This mm-hmm. is random, but like, if, especially for those who don't know Patty. Yeah, well, we alluded to it a little earlier with yeah. the video editing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, so, Patty writes poems, and let's talk about that. Yeah, I don't do so so regularly, unfortunately. But let, let me—I'm just someone who likes doing things that's not graded. So um, when I have to write essays, and then I wanted to write other things, yes. But um, so I, when I was little, I wrote a lot more creatively, and I wrote poetry then. And I think, um, like with writing and drawing, I fell out of love with it for a long time, and it's only getting back into it. But some of these days, sometimes, or the poem that I'll be reading later on was actually one I wrote when I was so stressed with having to write my literature review. You know, it's academic writing, and it's, I was just procrastinating on that by doing some of my own writing for fun. And also, um, in Dunedin, there's the Otipoti's Writers Lab, and um, it's for free that you can attend their sessions. There's like Saturday sessions, and um, Tuesday, I believe. I unfortunately I don't go as often, being a busy student. But when I um, when I'm free, I do try to go. Or even if I don't go, like just you know, supporting people online and seeing when they post their work. But yes, it's it's nice to have writing that you do not for a mark, you just do for you. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess it was a really good break from you know all the academic work you were doing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the last time I saw you was actually at the New Zealand Young Writers Festival. Um, I was so happy because um, so Tago Access Radio, we were there to record the session. Um, and I was there to see Patty perform. And it was so special because you were one of the few familiar faces I know who were there at the event. Um, so if you want to hear more about the New Zealand Young Writers Festival. Um, Otago Access Radio actually recorded a lot of the podcast, so you can find it on our website. Um, but about Patty, Patty, can you share with us um, what made you like be there at the New Zealand Young Writers Festival? So I think the first time I heard about it was maybe two years ago. So um, that year I was more free, so I actually got to attend some um, workshops too, and then I um read like two shorter poems that I'd written but this year it was also celebrating um, the um, second anniversary of the Otipoti's Writers Lab so they invited those of us who who go or even those who don't go so regularly like myself to be able to share our work whether just you know visually to put on the wall or to actually recite um, one of um, an excerpt of our work or our entire piece so I just uh, when I saw that opportunity I decided to to take a break for some coursework and and um, recite a poem that I'd written. And it was good that I ended up going because at one point I already thought that I would withdraw because I was getting swamped with academics. But it was a good decision to, you know, leave my rabbit hole um, of study to, to, you know, experience the outside world. Yeah. And I was so happy to see you there. Um, so you read one of your poems. Can you do that for us today? Yes, yes. So, um When asked where I'm from, what do I say? I sort of have two answers. Which do I pick today? But it's less about the day or the time of the week. It's more about how long you're willing to hear me speak. There's my concise answer consisting of a single word. You know, the one you've probably already heard. The one I say because of my passport, parents, and place of birth. That specific country on planet Earth. Except I also grew up in various nations abroad, experiencing cultural values that are often at odds. What's right? What's wrong? Where in the world do I belong? It's like I'm from somewhere in between, and I feel like a foreigner wherever I've been. 
Maybe no place can provide me a sense of home. However, there are people who help me feel less alone. They may or may not have also grown up overseas. It's that they see me as enough and accept me as me. As a whole person, not just a citizen of somewhere. A human being wanting compassion and care. Can you relate to this too? Whether it's nationality or another label trying to define you. Masking the stories you live with inside a part of you that you've had to hide. Although there is no pressure to share, if you'd ever like to, I'll be there. As people have been there for me, being supported and accepted can help set us free to live and to be as who we are, from everywhere or nowhere, from near or far. <laughs> this is the second time I heard it, and I, I'm still feeling goosebumps every time. The reason why I love it so much is because I can relate to it. No, I'm happy to hear that you can relate. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And can you imagine all of the other people who are listening today who can relate to this? Especially because this is a connecting culture show. I am like trying to picture that, <laughs> just to grasp that. Yeah, and I think that's the beauty of things like with art or whatever, or whatever it is that you're passionate about. That sometimes you might not think people may be able to relate, but you know, sometimes you don't realize. Yeah, yeah, you just don't know, and mm-hmm. people are. Uh, you know, feeling um, like related to you mm-hmm. with the things that you experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you write that poem? So, um, probably in October. I know, like the last. It was when around the time it was um, getting to the most intense part of my course. So it's quite a blur, but I believe it was October. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. What were the things that went through your mind when you were writing it? I think um, I wrote about this mainly because I was also doing my podcast project for my course. So the themes of like third culture kids are through there, but it's also not limited to just third culture kids. And sometimes, you know, feeling in between could also be things regarding like, you know, your sexuality and, you know, other identities as well. So I think but for me, like it's very much the international, my international upbringing inspired me. Yeah, mm, It's so special. I'm really glad that you brought us and played um, like read it for us today. Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's go on another song break, and after that, we'll talk into the future. Okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so can you tell us a bit about the song you brought us? Um, so this one has an English title, and oh, actually, I believe it does have a Thai title too, but um, I don't know it. <laughs> but the English title, it's uh, a Thai song, and it's called um, "Live and Learn." So. Um, it's uh, it's also by um, boy Kosia Pong, but um, this one's sung by Kamala Sukoson, so it's a woman singing, not him. And uh, I first heard the song in 2020. Actually, it, there was a commercial, a Thai commercial during lockdown, but um, it luckily it, it wasn't one of those, you know, like commercials just for the sake of selling. But it was about like you know we're all in this together and the living and learning. And the song like talks about um, how. Like um, with things like happiness and sadness, you know, it, you don't know when things will come and go. And there's, um, it also talks about being mindful. So very much themes that we've discussed in this podcast and being mindful of, of, um, of life and everything that comes and goes. So that's why, like, the, hence the title "Live and Learn." Yeah, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And you mentioned about Thai um, ads. Actually, Thailand makes a makes really good ads. Oh, true, true. Yeah, and like really emotional ads. Sometimes we play them in Malaysia, and with like the translations and stuff because you guys do stuff so good. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I've seen some people do like try not to cry challenges yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> using 
tired. Um, but thank you for that background. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll be right back after the song break.
And you're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina, and this is Connecting Cultures Features, and I'm here with Patty. Hi again. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patty, all the songs you brought us today were really beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> music, um, I think it's quite almost all music is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No, it's this song. It has a really peaceful tone. It makes you just like, you know. Yeah, Sit back. I like peaceful, emotional songs. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so thank you for all the songs you brought for us today. I was wondering, for the last part of the show, maybe we want to talk about the future. So put ourselves into the future, into the portal of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you looking forward to? Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, I went into um, the Bachelor of Design Honors with the initial hope that, okay, maybe I'll go from the one-year honors to the one-year master's in design, then and find design work experience, then maybe one day not be invited, but apply back for, like, a job to teach design at the tertiary level. And not that, like, um, I've uh, given up on that dream, but one thing I observed is that, you know, as I mentioned earlier with you two, there's so many th- um, beliefs that are still instilled upon us when we're so little. And I, myself, you know, I struggle with mental health, but it's not just me. So many people do. And seeing so many tertiary students do. Um, not that we can't improve upon our mental health at this age, but I, um, it made me um, re- reignited my interest in perhaps primary education because I feel that maybe that's the age where you can instill such beliefs. Like instead of saying, oh, you did um, great job because you did well on your assignment. It's like great job because you're you. And it's like also those who don't do well on their assignments, there's we can be talented in all different ways and might not show in the grades or even those who have good grades but then for them to know that they're loved not because of what they do but because of who they are and if you instill that when you're little it's much easier than than those of us who are you know even though we're not that old but like even us at this age it's still so hard to to erase um you know it's easier to learn things than to unlearn things and that's why um uh like I've just maybe who knows maybe I'll one day teach at the tertiary level but now I'm interested in perhaps like I want to go into primary education so I have like applied for um, the masters of teaching and learning at Otago University um, in primary education so doing that next year is um, is one option if I get like you know the un- unconditional offer um, but then otherwise if not um, with that also as someone who struggles with anxiety there um, I also worry a little bit about like oh would I be able to to, you know, handle classrooms. And sometimes you don't know until you try, but um, I still have, like, a couple of weeks to, to decide upon that. But if not, I think I'll um, just be looking for work. And I, I'm very much someone, I like to be guided by my values. So hopefully if I look for work, even if it's, like, oh, this upcoming year or much later on, I hope to be able to work for a company or for people whose values align with mine. Yeah. So that's really exciting. Um, what about the world? What other things you're looking forward to about the world next year? I guess um, we, you know, we talked about uh, the lockdown in New Zealand that happened this year. And I think that was a good reminder because especially those of us who are very lucky in New Zealand after 2020, you feel like, oh, we're, we're over this. Of course, there's new variants and new strains. And the lockdown was quite humbling, too, in a way. Um, to remind us that, you know, we're still in this together as the world um, progresses forward and there's no way of knowing what we'll be like in this whole COVID thing. Like, it doesn't end. There will be a new normal, as um, I'm sure you all know. So 
like with regards to, um, to like you know, long term plans or even with the world, you know, I don't know what to expect, but it's more so I think it it, um, it reminds us of the importance of really caring for those around us and ourselves too, and like say um, being making sure not to lose hope. So whether with people young or old, we're just saying, you know, we're in this together. We don't know what's going to happen. But that's okay because like our happiness does not necessarily, it's not all dependent upon COVID. Um, there's little things in happy moments. And of course there's um, big, bigger structural issues of those, you know, whether financial poverty, et cetera, but it's um, just holding on to the little things. And also for me, like reminding ourselves that maybe before I would have like, I liked traveling or I liked, you know, getting gifts and stuff when I was little, but wh- whether it was struggling with mental health or, um, you know, seeing how COVID is in the world, it reminds me that, you know, sometimes just a boring is, it's not bad at all. And maybe sometimes you want boring. So in those moments where you just can be at peace with yourselves and peace with your friends and family and other people in your support system, that's okay too. And you don't have to go on some like, you know, have some crazy party or, you know, this really lavish, expensive, like travel plans. It's just the little things that you know matter most yeah yeah <laughs> that was something that i mentioned uh, earlier in the show that that's something that i really want to work on next year being happy with the little things and not let covid or post covid recovery affect anything about like our lives mm-hmm. um in the future and the way we see life because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's always going to be something else you yes, know yes. if it's not covid it's going to be something else yeah. next year hmm. and even like you know it may seem like we can't travel like physically perhaps no but you could still travel through stories whether you know whether you watch movies or listen to songs or like i said the stories i love most are those like when you talk in person with people or even those you can't meet in person video calling and phone calling it's it's still you know better than nothing yeah. Well, I learned so much from you today, Patty. Um, thank you. And I, you know, I learned from discussing with you two and your reflective thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Um, again, can you tell us where people can find your podcast? So, um, yes. Yeah, so to repeat, like for my podcast, you can find it um, at www.anchor.fm forward slash our way home TCK podcast. Or you can also search like our way home TCK podcast on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. And for my personal account, um, I think I've made my Instagram private, but my Facebook is still public, and that's um, facebook.com slash impossiblepatty. Thank you so much, Mm -hmm. Patty, for being here today. Uh, Thank you for having me.
To connecting cultures features on RFM. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.